Give you power. 
Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. All ye lands, 
serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye not that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. You know, the choir sang total praise. Total praise. And the word declares unto us that we are to praise him. Because that everything that had breath, praise the Lord. If you're breathing this morning, you ought to praise him. See, he woke you up this morning, not the clock, not the radio. He woke you up to hear the clock and to hear the radio. And the word of God is no coincidence that the very last chapter in the book of Psalms say, I praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. This is his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. And the word of God says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Praise him for according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psaltery and a harp. Praise him with the timbrel and I just want to praise him because he's done so much for me. Folks don't know how to praise the Lord. Folks don't know how to be blessed. But the psalm said when the praises go up, the blessings come down. We give honor to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning. Mother John speaks to Absence of Sister Pastor Scudder and Sister Scudder and to all of our deacons, to all of you, and to all of our prayer blessed children. It's a blessing to come into the house of the Lord and to praise Him according to His word and will. Amen. You know, folks are just catching up with the apostolic way by praising the Lord. Uh, it's just lately that they know how to have drums. And in the uh, in the, the church, and how to have, amen, tambourines and praise the Lord. I listen to uh, Sister Sister Holcomb. I said, well, now you know who's on the drums <laughs> when they hear that. There's no doubt about who's on them drums. Now you may have folk on them drums, but nobody's on them drums <laughs> get on them drums. And we praise the Lord, and and, and you know and see. Play the drums and the choirs and sing and make you go to the 34th song. Say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Total praise. I'm talking about Say, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord and humble, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt his name. That's a praise his name together. Amen. And together. 
David said, I sought the Lord, and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. I thank the Lord this morning for a mind to want to praise him. Everybody don't want to praise him because everybody don't know who he is. Everybody don't know that Jesus Christ is God. Because the word declares that in the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus is God. In the very beginning was the word. Amen. The words are the thoughts, the concept of God. Uh, God in the very first book of the Bible says, in the beginning, God. He said, let us make uh, man his own image. And he said, let there be light. Amen. He set the moon up in the sky to govern the night and the sun to rule the day. That's God. Who is God? He's Jesus. Because Amen. We know who Jesus said he is. Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. And we know that when Moses went to the mountain and uh, God Almighty spoke to him out of the burning bush and uh, the Lord told Moses to go down to tell old Pharaoh to let his people go because God had heard their cry. And, and, and like so many people today, rather than come to the Lord and be obedient to the Lord, Moses tried to find an excuse. He said, who shall I tell the people sent me? Right then and there, God Almighty identified himself. He said, I am that I am. Just tell the folks that I am that I am have sent me. And then when the folk began to question Jesus Christ about knowing Father Abraham, and they told Jesus Christ, say, you are not even 50 years old yet. You say that you knew Father Abraham. And Jesus Christ said, before Abraham was, I am. I am. And the same I am said, I am come that you might have life. And that you might have more abundantly. I love the part when, when praise our God, when God Almighty again identified himself when when, 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 when Abraham, amen, took his son, amen, uh, Isaac, uh, to offer him up on the altar in obedience to the word of God, the commandment of God, and, 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 and Isaac said, I see the, I see the, I see the fire, I see the, I see the, the, the altar, but, but where is the sacrifice? God again said, Abraham said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. And then when John was down at the River Jordan, baptized in his baptism, but then he looked up and saw this marvelous, perfect creature walking down to him, and he cried out, Behold, the Lamb of God, fulfilling at that moment in time, amen, Abraham's prophecy. God will provide himself a sacrifice. John looked up and saw him. 
Surely! He had borne our grief and carried our sorrow. Thus as you often sit down, but I feel for you. Amen. I'm so glad about Jesus. Amen. God is all right when you talk about God, but you ought to give a name to God over in the New Testament. Amen. Jesus Christ is God. Not Father, Son, the Holy Ghost. Because the Word of God tells us in Him was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. When you see Jesus, you see the Father, you see the Son, and you see the Holy Ghost. That's why I thank God for the knowledge of knowing how Jesus said it baptized. Jesus Christ was about to leave His apostles. He told them, now when I set up my New Testament church, because in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, there was no church. He said, now when you go out and start up my church, I want you to go out and baptize all nations. Baptize them in the name. That's singular. No S on that. Of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then, praise God, when the New Testament church was born, Peter carried out that commission. And he told the Israelites that they had crucified both Lord and Christ. Amen. And, they, and, they, and the brothers say, they said they, they were pricked in their heart. Uh, how, what can we do about it? How can we rectify the mistake that we made? Peter got up and said, repent. What does repent mean? To be godly sorrow. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Not Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, but Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is the Father. Amen. God is the Father through creation. Jesus Christ is the Son through redemption. And the Holy Ghost is the keeper or sustainable. There's only one. So if somebody took you down and, and say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, and no Jesus there, you just went down the, the water a dry devil and came up a, a wet. But we thank the Lord for that. But you know, this morning we want to talk to you about how we are. How we came unto the world. People today are troubled about everything. They have no hope, no joy, but we can find all of those things in Jesus Christ. Because the Word of God declares that uh, joy and peace comes by the Holy Ghost. Now, we've got to realize that we are in a condition born in it because of Adam's transgression. In other words, you were born dead, dying. You were born dead spiritually, and you're dying physically every day. You're born dead spiritually because the Lord Jesus Christ told Adam. When he put him in the garden, he said, the day that thou eat of this Tree of, uh, tree of good and evil, thou shalt surely die. And what did 
Adam do. He did just what folk were letting the enemy do to him today. He tricked him. And because the word of God said the enemy was subtle. And he went on and took of the tree, the fruit that Eve gave him, knowing the rule, because God gave it to him too. And but the word of God say at the, the very moment that he ate that fruit, he died. But he wasn't he wasn't buried. So the question is, how did he die? He died a spiritual death. He lost his spiritual relationship with God. And and, 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 and and from that time, moment in time, mankind has been doing everything that he know imaginable, trying to fill that void or emptiness down on the inside. That's why people do all kinds of things. They kill and use drugs and booze and do everything else. They're trying to fill this emptiness, the void that's down here. That void is the separation that Adam caused you to have from Jesus Christ. But the Lord said, I am come that you might have life. And that you might have it more abundantly. And I'm just getting around to tell you that since you are that way, you don't have to stay the way you are. You don't have to stay that way. See, folk don't want to hear the hell word. H word. But until you are reconciled back to Jesus Christ, you're hell bound. It may be a little warm in here this morning, but it's not as hot as hell. You can get up and get a fan, or us will give you a fan, or we can cut the heat down, but that doesn't happen in hell. Once you're down there, that's it. See, the rich man found that out when he was down in hell. When he cried out, My soul is being tormented in his flames. See, he knew he was burning, and folks that's going to hell are going to know they're down there, too. They're going to know they're there, but the enemy has blinded their minds to say that I have plenty of time, or I don't have to come to the Lord now, but the Word of God said there's a time to be born and a time to die. You don't know when your time is going to come. He said he's going to call, and you're going to answer. Ready or not, that death angel is going to knock on your door one day. You, you, you've seen a hearse that pulled up and so many people's uh, uh, homes and families that you know of. But one day is going to be a personal time. And you're going to leave here. Ready or not, you're going to leave here because the word of God declares there's a time to be born and a time to die. I always say just as you had a birth date, it's coming to this world. There's a time for you to leave here. You just don't know when that time is. But as sure as I was born March the 25th, and I have another date to leave here. But the thing to do is to be ready when it comes. You don't know when it's coming, but be ready. Because he said, I go to prepare a place for you. And that where I am, there you may be also. So now if you want to go to that prepared place, You've got to be prepared. You've got to make some preparation to go there. All right, thanks. Friends, let's look at Jeremiah 13 and 23. And it says these words. Can the Ethiopian 
change his skin or the leopard his spots? The question mark there. Then may ye also do good that are accustomed to do you. Of course not. That's why I say because you're born in a state or condition of sin. Sins are the acts that we commit from the state that we're in. So the question is, can you, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then the question comes, then may you also do good that are accustomed to do you. Then the Second Corinthians 5 and 17. I'll tell you something. And it says these words. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, that means be in conformity with Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That's why when you're baptized in the name of Jesus, the Word of God tells us in the book of Romans that you are to come up walking in the newness of life. You are to become a, a brand new creature. That Adamic man that you have on the inside is supposed to be buried and killed, mortified with Jesus. Mankind don't realize and understand that he has two natures. He's a natural man. That's the man that's walking around alive naturally. But he's also a spiritual man. That's the part that's dead. And that's the part that you have to have to come alive to have eternal life with Jesus Christ. But see, you don't have to stay the way you are. You see the folks shouting? Yeah. Well, that's a little strange to some folks. That's because they don't have anything to shout about themselves. See, your soul is shouting and praising the Lord for having been delivered. When you say, I'm saved. The word salvation implies deliverance from sin, the habit, dominion, guilt, and the penalty of sin. So that soul has been set free and delivered from hell's fire in conscious suffering. So the soul is merely saying, Lord, I just want to thank you. Lord, I thank you for calling me out of darkness to your marvelous life. Thank you for bringing me from under the power of Satan unto the power of God. Thank you for allowing me to pass from death unto life. Thank you for becoming my bridge over troubled water. Oh, I'm so glad that I'm saved this morning. So glad that I know who Jesus is. Know that I have blessed assurance. I know that Jesus is mine. Nobody, praise our God, has to tell me because I got it like Jesus said. That Jesus told Nicodemus that unless a man is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And first of all, he told them that if you're born again, you can't even see it. That's why we say he that's born once dies twice. But he that's born twice dies once. 
the second birth only allow you to die that one time that Adam caused you to die. But, 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 there's a song that a lot of folk hear at Christmas. I don't think they realize what Nat King Cole and all the folk were saying. God came that man no more may die. You know what he's he came and died that man may no more may die. In other words, you don't have to die the second time. He came down and opened the ways. He's opened up heaven's him. Made a way for you to go back to it. But he said, the day that you hear my voice, the harden not your heart. I'm so glad that I know what I know about Jesus. Let me go over to Mark 4 and 35. This is where Jesus uh, still the storm. And saying the same day when the eve was come, he said to them, let us pass over unto the other side. That's all I need to say right there. We know about the rest. He's talking about them not having any faith. And he, and he told that uh, when he rebuked uh, the wind, he said unto the sea, peace, be still. But he went on and told him, say, you have little, little faith. That's why the word of God says, he that come to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, I say you don't have to stay the way you are. I told you that you're walking around alive. Naturally, but you're dead spiritually. You see, we weren't born with these. You know? And, 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 and I, Mother God and I was talking the other day, the overseer saying his hair was going back. I said, well, son, I used to have hair way down here. Amen. And it wasn't great either. Amen. I didn't need glasses. I didn't need the medication that I have now. But every seven years, something drastic happens. It is mortal body. You are leaving here, people. You heard me say a couple of weeks ago that uh, when these crow's feet come around your eyes, they ought to be telling you something. When you're looking at your hands and you keep on uh, washing them up, putting all this, uh, what do you call this stuff? That you, I use it all the time myself. Yeah, that, uh, 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 this look, what's the stuff with you, huh? Intensive care. Well, after staying a little while, your hands are at you again. Amen. You are leaving here. Amen. Your hair is receding. Amen. The bones get a little stiff. Amen. Well, you used to kick them all up like that. Now you, you have to sit down to tie your shoes. <laughs> Time is catching up with you. And if it hadn't caught up with you, it's going to catch up with you. To all of you, you know, folks used to say, ooh, he's 30, he sure is old. Some of you that haven't reached 30 yet, 30 sounds like it's old. But you wait till you get 50 and 60 and 70. Amen. But see, time is passing you by, and the Word of God said he promised you three score and ten. That's 70 years. 
And if by reason of strength, he will allow you to reach 80. And if you're going past 70 and 80, then you're living on borrowed time. You're living on interest. Somebody else's time. But we thank the Lord for it. People in the world today that are burdened by the problems of this world and the problems of this life, surely I know would like to find a remedy or a way out of the problems of this world in which we live. Folk are concerned about uh, AIDS and cancer and drugs and murders and drunkenness and hatred. But there is a way out. Amen. Folk are now concerned about uh, whether it's Bush or McLean or Gore or Bradley. I don't care who it is. So see, I have Jesus. It doesn't make a difference to me who's in office. Because the word of God says the earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof, they can find everybody. But if you walk with the Lord, you're going to have a job. Because the word of God says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. Amen. If you say you're born again, you're a seed of the righteous. You have been declared righteous by the blood of Jesus. Romans 5 and 1 said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Justification is a judicial act of God and declaring the sinner righteous on the grounds of the death of his son. When that sinner believed that Christ died and was buried and rose again the third day according to the scripture. That's why Paul said, I delivered it to you first of all. That which I have also received, how that Christ died and was buried and rose again, according to the scripture. Praise God. Look at John said, if Christ be not risen, correct in the say, you are yet in your sin. Amen. If Christ be not risen, if he hadn't got up, you would still be in your sin. But he got up out of the grave. Got up and conquered death. Took the sting out of death. Victory from the grave. Amen. Amen. You don't have to worry about hell anymore. Amen. Because the Lord Jesus Christ has said now, say, 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 charge their sins unto me. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ said in the word of God, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now, here on this side, you know, I'm saying, that's the Lord Jesus Christ said, you don't have to stay the way you are. Let's cross over to the other, other side. But here on this shore, folk are often weary. But Jesus invites us to travel with him. He tells us in the word of God, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him. And we'll stop with him. That door is the mind. You've got to be receptive to the word of God. It's not a physical door. It's the door is your mind. That's why we thank the Lord for the mind to have heard. For the mind to say yes to his will. Did a man open the door, open up your mind to be receptive to his word. He will come in. Suffer. He said to him that overcometh. Will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame? He that have an ear, let him hear what the Spirit said unto the church. And the Lord says, come on, let us go over to the other side. 
You don't have to be worried when you have Jesus. On the way to the other side, when, when a great storm of wind and the waves beat upon the ship, the apostles went to Jesus and said, Master, care not that we perish. And the Lord rebuked the wind. In your lifetime, the Lord Jesus Christ will take you all the problems that you have. Amen. But all you got to do is be baptized and born again in his name. Because the word of God declares that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in and be saved. Not everybody. Folks talk about what the Bible says, but you got to be born again. There's nothing in this Bible here for the, for the world, for the sinner, but repent. The rest of it is information and knowledge to the church. Then some folk are in some churches today and still going to hell because the word of God said, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. If you don't have any knowledge, if you don't know what the Lord say to do, and the Lord say, keep my commandments, and, I, and you can't keep what you don't have. If you don't know what it is that you're supposed to do, how in the world can you do it? You got to have some knowledge. And the Lord told you to be baptized in his name, be baptized in his name. But we're still blind. That's why the word of God said, by gospel, be here. It's here to them that are what? Lost, whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them. Not their eyes. He don't care how much you see, as long as you don't see Jesus on the cross. As long as you can't see that Jesus is God, go on and do your thing. But if our gospel be here, it's here to them that are lost, that have no knowledge. So I'll say, I'm so glad Jesus lifted me. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus lifted me. Satan had me bound. But Jesus lifted me. Glory. Hallelujah. That's why you see folks shout. Amen. Folks are looking at them old folk over there. They must be crazy. Ah, but I got something down on the inside. And it manifests itself on. My soul is what? It's such a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm free. All right. The Lord said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your souls. He said, for my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. But you've got to come over to the other side. You've got to leave Satan and come to Jesus. See, but people still want to travel with the Lord today on their own terms. They say, well, I'm all right. I can do things my way. But the Lord Jesus Christ said in the word of God, uh, 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 there is a way. That seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. But he told you what to do about it. He said, let the wicked forsake his way. And the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly. 
And he's telling you, say, my thoughts are not your thoughts. See, you can forget about doing things your way. The Lord said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your way. That's why I said, there is a way to seem right to a man. But Satan have you blind. Satan wants you to think that everything is all right. But in the final analysis, you must do it the way the Lord Jesus Christ said do it. Folks, don't sit around and hear the word of God and you think hell is a myth. That's because they go to funerals year after year and whatever goes on, the Lord loved them and took them with them. You've never been to a funeral yet seen anybody go to hell. I don't care how many people it is, what kind of lives they live, they live lives so bad that when they come in the house, the dogs run on their table. But still, when they die, they're with the Lord. But the Lord Jesus Christ is a holy God. I think one time somebody said, uh, it was somebody in my family. I've heard several times say, uh, uh, when the person was down there laying in the casket, and, and people talk about how, I agree it wasn't everything. The person looked down and said, wonder was that same person that they knew. I think it was Uncle Bill. I think Uncle Bill looked down and said, she wanted to know was that the same Uncle Bill that used to be her up and everything that this man was talking about. Laying down there. You wanted to have the right person. But everybody's going with the Lord. But unless you're born again, you're not going anywhere but hell. But the Lord said, and I didn't say it, the Lord said, don't get mad with me, I'm just the messenger. Bringing you the message of what thus said the Lord. Hallelujah. Now the Lord said, uh, you, 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 you've got to be like Zacchaeus. You've got to make haste and come down out of the sycamore tree. That the Lord Jesus Christ may abide in you. Uh, to have a new life. Or to come over to the other side, you must be born again. It can't be obtained by works. That's why we don't do any work here. We don't sell any chickens. We don't have any bus trips. Hey, Amen. We don't have a lot of money raising. Because, see, you can't buy your way into the kingdom of God. Eternal life is a free gift given to the Lord. I don't care how much money you raise, it cannot ransom your your soul out of here. But see, folks feel some churches feel you just put enough money in there, you can do anything you want. But you know, you heard people say, if you put enough money in there and you do enough, you can almost sell in the choir almost naked if you want to. But it doesn't work that way. Holiness is a way of life and living. It's a standard that the Lord Jesus Christ, who is a holy God, is going to judge the world by the standards of righteousness. And I want to tell you something. The word of God says, amen, that holiness begins at the house of God. Begins right in here. Judgment begins at the house of God. Don't worry about what's going on here. Get yourself straightened out in here. Don't worry about what's out there. You know what's out there. You know where the Lord has brought you from. Satan and his host is out there as well as in here. But you just focus on Jesus that you might go back with him when he comes. Now, 
I say it's not a works. The word of God says, lest any man should boast. It cannot be obtained with riches. The word of God says, the ransom of a man's life are his riches. And they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. The word of God says, none of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. That's why, amen, Paul told uh, uh, told Timothy, charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who gives us richly all things to enjoy, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay a hold on eternal life. In the word of God, Break it down so clearly. So he said, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? Therefore, it says, Set your affection on things above and not on things in earth. Now, you know, we, we see preachers today, pastors today, and preachers have airplanes and, and they have private planes and private jets. But the Lord didn't have any rich apostles in the Bible. He didn't have any in here. So they, they, they let people do anything they want to do, and they come up with false teaching and tell the people that this is what the Lord said. The Lord didn't say that. The Lord said, what does the problem man again is over? And I feel sorry for these preachers that are multimillionaires. From the word of God. The word of God did not ordain it to be so. The Lord Jesus Christ did not tell any preachers to preach blessings. The Lord Jesus Christ performed miracles to confirm his deity. He said, if you don't believe that I am he, believe me for my very work's sake. So when the Lord Jesus Christ performed miracles, then he got the attention of the people. Then he preaches to them the kingdom of God. But these preachers have turned it around and say, I, I have a blessing for you. I'm a, I'm, I, I got a miracle for you. You don't have anything for me. It's all in the hands of the Lord. So therefore, if you don't tell people to live by anything, that they can do anything, so they flock into the churches, and you wind up with 20,000 or 30,000 folks. It ceases being a church. It becomes an arena. They don't even call them churches anymore. But I'm going to tell you something. The Lord Jesus Christ said, where there are two or three gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Now the Lord could have said 20 or 30,000, but he said, where there are two or three gathered in my name, there am I in the midst. The Lord knows what he was doing. Now I'm going to go over to Matthew. I'm going to close this up. I'm going to tell you and show you by the word of God the danger of following the crowd. Matthew 7, 13 and 14 says what? 
Enter ye in at what gate? What? Okay. And that's verse 13 and 14, right? I'm going to read that again. In the meantime, somebody get Revelation 20. Matthew 13. I don't know what that said. Almost 7. So that's 7, 13, and 14. All right. It's the two ways. It said, enter ye in at the straight gate. That's the right way. That's the holy way. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way. This is what the word of God is saying. That leadeth to destruction. And many, like that word many, and many there be which go in there. Many. That's far on the ground. The next verse says, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and a few there be that find. Just a few is going to find. Now, if you look at Revelation 20, you'll see the significance of those scriptures. And Revelation 20 and 11, I believe it starts there, is that right? Oh, somebody read that from and I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Now let me uh, bring that together for you. Matthew 7 says, broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there be that go in. It says, straight is the way that leads to life, and just a few is going to find. Well, the Lord Jesus Christ had one book of life. You know, here people say, we, we, we put in the Lamb's book of books of life. It's the Lamb's book of life. So therefore, you only need one book. Of life because just a few is going to get in there. But you have many books for the many that's going in the broad way. That's going to wind up in hell and their name is going to be in the books of damnation. And the word of God tells us, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. 
Now, that lets us know that you got to live a holy, straight way to get into the book of life. That's why it sounds so repetitious when you hear me say you can't live there and die for you. You can't live like a heretic and die like an angel. You can't live crooked and die straight. You can't live your way and die in the will of God. You can't live in hate and die in love. As a man lives, so shall he die. So the Lord Jesus Christ said, he said, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Now, the word of God said, there's a time to be born and a time to die. There is an interval in between that time. And the Lord is allowing you that time to get yourself right to go back with him. That two and a half inch hash mark on your gravestone, born this and died that, represents your whole lifetime. And if you did not do what the Lord said do, when he told John that you must be born again, you're going to find out the consequence. So the Lord said, I come quickly. And he said, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him your Holy Spirit. You can't cop a plea. Because the word of God says, if your name is not found written in the book of life, you won't have time to stand there and tell the righteous judge who's going to judge the world by the standards of righteousness and say, I didn't know. Because the judge downtown will tell you that ignorance of the law is no so when you stand before the Lord Jesus Christ, you've got to have been declared righteous. All of your sins have to be washed away. And then we sing a song. We know how to do it. We just refuse to do it. So what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole or complete? The reason is you need to be made complete again because Adam transgressed. You've lost that spiritual relationship with God, so you need to be made whole or complete again. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So now how do you get out of the blood of Jesus in the year 2000? It hasn't changed. The name represents the blood. The name of Jesus represents the blood. That's why we baptize you in the name of Jesus. And what God said, when you go down in the name of Jesus, you come up walking in the newness of life. The Lord doesn't care if you've killed 20 people, but if you just repent and go down in his name, he said, I'll remember your sins no more. I will toss them in the sea of forgiveness. Charge them to my side. 
See, you don't have to stay the way you are. And apart from Jesus Christ, you are a filthy being. I don't care how good you try to be, you can't be good enough to be saved. So the Lord Jesus Christ said, all of your righteousness is that filthy rag. You've got to be born in it. You must be. You've got to be born in it. And the only way that you can receive true salvation is through the name of Jesus. Acts 4.12 says these words. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Not Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, the name of Jesus. There is none other name, again, that's S, that's singular, that's not plural. Given among men. Under heaven, I don't care where you go, if you go in Japan, it's still Jesus, they just speak it another way. They may call it Buddha or whatever, but it's got to be Jesus. You can be in Germany, but whatever Jesus is in Germany, that's what it's got to be. If it's in Spanish, you got to say, hey, Jesus, got to be Jesus. Amen. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby you must be saved. Now, if Jesus Christ said you must be saved, that means there's two ways and two places. Two ways to leave here, in Christ or out, saved or lost. Two places, two places to wind up with Jesus Christ in paradise or Satan in the pit. That's your choice. You can't get there on mother's religion. The religion's not going to do it in the first place. There's over 4,000 religions in the world, but there's only one salvation. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of God's Christ, or the power of God's salvation. You can't get there on my salvation. The word of God, when, when Peter preached the very first sermon in the New Testament church, he said, save yourself from this untoward God generation. Save yourself. The mother don't want to go, don't hinder me. Father don't want to go, don't get in my way, because I'm going to run all over you. Save yourself. Payday is coming after what? As a man lives, so shall he die. Don't you believe now? Don't you go to funeral here and a man say, uh, the Lord loved him. I know you loved him, but the Lord loved him best. And the Lord took him home with him. But the word of God says, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Holiness is not a denomination. Holiness is a way of life and living. It's a pure life. None but the pure in heart shall be there. You're not pure until you come to the Lord. But you don't have to stay. They that you hear my voice are not come on, sing, I heard it. While she's singing a song of How Are You, while the deacons put out the chairs, if you have a mind to come, I would come. You don't have to stay the way you are. Brother John's going to sing this song. I want you to listen to the words. Come on up there and sing that song too.
Why is he singing? Why just standing? See, you already have Satan off of your left. All you got to do is step all over and come on down. I heard him. I heard him. I heard Oh, 